Hi, this is Jeff Kober with another Disney at Play podcast. Actually, we should call it Universal Play because we're actually bringing you footage and photos and video from Universal Florida City Walk, which has just opened or reopened today in the wake of COVID-19 and the pandemic. It's, uh, I should say right off the start, this is a unique uh, experience because we're offering not just a podcast, but also a YouTube video, which is showcasing all the things that we're going to be talking about uh, during this time. I should also mention to our faithful podcast followers, yes, 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 I know I owe you a Disneyland podcast. And what we love about Disneyland is coming. But hang with us first, because uh, this was a seminal event. Universal was the first out of the gate, and honestly, it has implications for what the experience is going to be like moving into uh, Disneyland. So please join us for, uh, and, to, and to Walt Disney World, of course. So please join us as we have this podcast slash YouTube video showcasing what is going on here at uh, Universal Florida City Walk. When you get in, the first thing that usually happens is as you are parking, you're going through a toll entrance, and here there is no, uh, they're not asking you to pay as you come in. You go straight through, so there were no lines, there were no hiccups, no stopping. You just went straight through to the parking lot area. And right away, they impressed me with their parking procedure and how they went about parking. Now, you know, they tend to park you uh, row by row, um, lane by lane, um, space by space as they go into the parking situation. Here what they did is they took yellow cones and they spaced it every other parking space. And so you know how you kind of pull into a parking space and it's kind of awkward as you're getting out, the car next to you is getting out. More awkward when you're still trying to get your mask on or you haven't gotten all your stuff and you don't want to touch or get too close to the person next to you. So they put these yellow um, uh, pylons uh, every other space and what they've done is they park every other space and then they pull out the pylons to the next row and then they finish filling in those remaining spaces that way as you're getting out you have plenty of space to get in you're not getting into the airspace of somebody else it's just a really uh, great idea and it really sets the tone for as you as you move into city walk now as you head in you know there's um, both escalators and uh, elevators that kind of take you on toward the main areas or main entrance areas. I noted that on the elevator, they invite you to um, single, uh, if you're interested in using the elevator, to just do single parties up and down the elevator so that no more than one party is in the elevator at any given time. You'll see some signs that note that the theme parks are temporarily closed. At this point, they're pretty much saying that the hotels and the theme parks remain closed until at least May 31st. However, uh, again, Universal City Walk is open currently from about 4 to 10 p.m. daily. Not a long day at all, but, but it is available and open to guests as they come in. You, uh, you start heading and you see more signage, a uh, signage that's indicating um, safe social distancing practices, 
the expectation is that there will be a face recovering required of not just the crew members or cast members, employees that they have there, but of you as well as a guest. They also indicate that the temperature, there will be a temperature check, temperature check required and that guests with a temperature of 100.4 degrees or greater will not be admitted. They're inviting you to practice social distancing, to wash your hands often, to acknowledge the floor markings, and to avoid contact with people who, who are sick. So um, there are other uh, measures in place. We'll talk about those further on. Um, but you keep walking, you keep proceeding, you start seeing some of those uh, floor markings that are in place, inviting you to stay six feet apart. And they're quite a ways distant. If you remember, when you go to park at Universal, at um, Islands of uh, Universal, Florida, there are two parking structures that actually converge, but before they converge, you actually have these two other smaller hubs um, where you then go on to another um, set of ramps toward the main um, hub where the, where the two parking lot structures join you. Why I mention all this, and I don't have a photo of it because they asked you not to take photos in this section, but they were taking temperature checks in that very first section. Even before you get to the area where you join together, they were taking the temperature checks in that section. And then once you pass that, you, you then went further on to the main section where everything converged. And from there, you went through what was the traditional bag check, uh, security check as you, as you um, enter into the park. And what really impressed me about that bag check uh, which was pretty typical to how Universal does theirs. They invite you to take all your belongings and throw them into a, um, into a container. Well, as the container comes out of the x-ray machine, they were individually cleaning those containers before returning them back into service uh, by the next guests that were coming. Uh, so very impressive. Already things are set in motion. Everybody's wearing face masks both crew members and guests, um, not a whole lot of people rolling in. You, you, you go down the last set of moving walkways until you finally enter into City Walk. When we got there, there was a band playing in the overhead walkway, which really kind of set the tone, trying to create uh, a feeling of welcome as you got there, make you feel like you were part. There was also, just beyond that, a set of for lack of a better term, I would refer to them as DJs. These DJs were doing their very best to give announcements and to let you know what was going on at City Walk, how things were proceeding, um, rules, um, tips, everything to help make your visit a better one. It was a lot of repetitive information. Bless their hearts, they really worked hard uh, to do their very best um, as they were going, as, as guests were coming into the park. Uh, you should know that, um, and just around the same area, one of the things they were inviting you to do is check out the miniature golf. Both miniature golf courses are open, which is very cool. The thing that caught my eye around the entrance of the miniature golf course, and you'll see this in our video here, is that there is this little uh, red and white wagon for photo ops that's right in front of the entrance to the golf 
um, area. It's a great place for getting a photo with your family and friends. What I noticed was a family taking a photo and then just seconds after they left, a universal cast member managing the golf course area, the entrance there, came over and cleaned the seats of that um, little uh, car photo area. Again, just everything right up to, to this point has really set the, the impression that they are trying to be very mindful of the safety of the guests as you come in. So having gone through all that, what is it like to be at CityWalk? Well, let's just say that on day one, the crowds were sparse at best. Uh, CityWalk can accommodate a lot of people within it. And at this time of day, CityWalk is usually bristling with people. Why? Because this is about the time of day people have come to the end of their stay at either Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure, and they're all marching out. They're going back to their hotel rooms. It's now, and we were there around five, this is about six o'clock when we kind of arrived there. And most people are heading out. There was none of that. It was, if you want to be six feet away from somebody, it's not hard because there is a lot of space in between. Now with that comes the reality that you really don't feel like it's much of a party. And part of City Walk's job is to make you feel like you're really kind of in a party uh, atmosphere and experience. There were those who were trying to make it happen, such as the drummers earlier um, at the crosswalk. There are also those on stilts that were doing photo ops, kind of stand nearby them. Of course, you can be pretty much six feet still to the people who are standing on those stilts. So that kind of made a perfect uh, place for entertainment. We just kind of continued moseying in that direction and continued on to the other side of the lake. That's where you find the Chocolate Emporium. That's where you find the Hard Rock Cafe, that space in between Islands of Adventure and Universal. That was a great place to just enjoy a quiet moment, even quieter than what was already there. Uh, if, if for people who are in the Orlando area, this is really nice because people are wanting to get out and take a walk, get some space. So this was really nice to kind of be out there and catch the view. In our video here, we show uh, just what the view was like at that time. Again, not a lot of people, but a beautiful day and a lot of people, just those who were there just enjoying the experience of of being outside in this beautiful weather in this very gorgeous setting, the lake. There's no boats taking you to and from hotels, but it's still a beautiful lake and it's very tranquil, very peaceful. Bummed out that restaurants like, um, like uh, the Chocolate Factory and um, Hard Rock Cafe were not open for business. Uh, they promise they are going to be soon. We kind of continued heading around uh, that lake toward the Universal uh, Studios entrance. You remember there's that big earth ball with Universal around it. It's a beautiful icon, very photogenic icon. 
I noticed the spray that steam that kind of comes off of the bottom of that globe, uh, not, not uh, too prominent, but again, I think those kinds of uh, smoke and steam and those effects that we see so often in theme parks, they look like they're going to carry something. Um, and so I think those are needing to be diminished. I don't think those can continue um, where they're at. Um, with all of that, we continued our journey. Uh, one picture I just want to show you is that of uh, Voodoo Donuts. Now that was open for business. And if you look at the, uh, the picture there, it doesn't look very busy. The now look at an image next to it, um, which is image of another restaurant, the, the sport restaurant, uh, sports bar type restaurant, NBC Sports restaurant that is next door. You see a big line there. In truth, the, um, the uh, grill, the, uh, the um, NBC Sports grill, uh, restaurant right there is actually closed and the line of people that you see there are actually in a queue waiting to get into Voodoo Donuts. What I didn't notice until just recently, and maybe this has been happening for some time, but there is a mobile ordering opportunity with Voodoo Donuts. You can order your donuts in advance and come by to a mobile ordering station outside of the restaurant and just pick up those donuts. They're they're kept in a refrigerated cart available for you. And I thought that was a nice touch. Perhaps that was going on beforehand. I had never noticed that. What I had noticed before, because I was at Universal just a day or two before it closed due to the pandemic, and I noticed some stores that were not open right next to Voodoo Donut, those stores um, well, they are now, they've now got a big fence with some decor in front of it. They're completely permanently closed. Maybe that was already in the plans before this happened, but they're definitely closed now and not available uh, to guess. Closed is the operative term for much of what you see throughout um, uh, throughout this experience. And that's not to say there weren't things open. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company Restaurant Market, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, that was open. Um, Red Oven Pizza Bakery, um, that was open. Voodoo Donut, that was open. Um, Auntie Anne's Pretzels were open. Uh, the Airbrush Kiosk was open, okay. Um, the Mexican Food Restaurant, Antiojas, is that, the, is that right? Uh, that was open. Just about everything else was closed. And I thought that was really both uh, strange and terribly unfortunate. Um, things like Cinnabon were closed. Starbucks was closed. Um, the Cold Stone was closed. There are three... Uh, uh, fast food type restaurants that are above on the second floor. Almost everything on the second floor was closed, including uh, Burger King and um, Panda Express. Uh, so there weren't, there weren't a lot of choices. And in fact, 
I have to be honest, we chose in the end not to stay there. We ended up getting Panda Express on our way home, which doesn't make sense that there's a Panda Express opening open on 192, but you can't get a Panda Express open at CityWalk. Maybe they just didn't think the crowds justified it. That may have been the case. Uh, the, um, uh, the shop that features, uh, that allows you to get tattoos, that was open. Don't know if they were giving tattoos or just the store portion that was open, but that, that was all kind of crazy. Of course, the movie theater is not open. Most of the clubs are not open. I will say that in the venues that were open, those waiting to get into Bubba Gump or into... Um, Red Oven Pizza Bakery, they stood respectfully six feet apart as parties waiting for their turn to be seated. Those seating areas also, they had taken out tables and chairs. Some people have been putting tables and chairs in with a sign saying can't sit here. They've just taken tables and chairs out of these areas and put them somewhere else and everything was spaced quite far out from each other. And then um, those who were servers were masked. There were Purell stations uh, in, in a lot of different frequent locations. Uh, they were all over. Um, one of the things that was quite interesting is that um, they wanted you to take a survey, but rather than asking you the questions directly, they are holding up a big sign, take a picture of this um, um, code and then scan, scan the code and then go take the survey later. So they wanted your opinion about how things were working, what was working and not. I got to tell you, I cannot tell you how many management were on hand to observe this. And, and rightfully so. They are, they're being very courageous, being the first out the gate. Disney is practically another week away from opening um, any part of Disney Springs and they're only a third uh, third-party restaurants that are opening for that. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a little disappointing. I will say there was a Universal Studio store. It's not a big store. They were only allowing what seemed to be about roughly 20 people into the store at any given moment. And, um, and then there was a line, again, six feet apart between parties outside waiting uh, to get in. Um, everything was so well managed. Um, world famous hot dogs, that was not open for business. So there again, lots of things that just were not open, that were not there. Um, and so as we returned back to the parking lot, I couldn't help but notice how many cars in our section and just previously were now gone. Uh, they, people came, they wanted to check it out. Maybe some ate, but a lot of people just grabbed donuts and kind of went their way after they kind of checked it out. Um, it was not, uh, it did not have staying power. Um, there aren't very many stores anyway to really open. There's not a lot of retail in that area compared to Disney Springs. Um, so people were gone. Uh, should you go there? Let's talk about that for a moment. I think that it is, for those 
locals who are looking for something different to do and trying to get out of the house and experience something. This was a wonderful place to just go take a walk, maybe grab a snack if you wanted a meal. I'm still uncomfortable with eating meals uh, inside more intimate locations. But on the patio, I think it's great. And there are many restaurants like Margaritaville and the, and the uh, pizza bakery that had patio area seating spaces. So that, that seems to work. And, and I, um, in a previous podcast that David Zanilla and I did, we talked about a particular article that, talk, that shared the idea that these open spaces, the more open the space, the less likely the virus is gonna carry in. This is big open space. And with very few people uh, going through, it seemed very plausible to go there and enjoy at least an hour, maybe two, maybe a little more if you went miniature golfing. Not a whole lot more. Um, it certainly isn't worth getting on an airplane and coming out here. And that's a flag, is how much operation do you need to have back up and going before you start really bringing in tourists into, um, into Central Florida. The implications for Disney Springs, I think are very interesting because uh, Disney Springs has a number of third-party operations um, that will be opening. Wolfgang Puck's steak, um, the steakhouse, um, I don't know if homecoming is right off the bat, but shortly thereafter, I believe, so there are a couple of uh, food and beverage locations. They have said that third party could open. So I assume that third party, that includes third party retail could open. And if you remember under that new canopy area, there are a number of third party retailers uh, like Tommy Bahama that could be opening. Um, but clearly the movie theaters like Universal, it was closed and the movie theaters at Disney Springs is going to be closed. I don't see that the balloon is opening. Cirque is a long ways from opening. Probably gonna be one of the last things to open. And of course it was in the process of reopening. So it may have lost members of its cast in the, you know, that had been training and practicing and getting ready to open and then it all fell apart and they may have to start over from scratch. I don't know what their situation is. There wasn't like other circus locations you could go perform at because almost everything's closed, but you could kind of see, I, I just wonder what islands or what what's Disney Springs is going to look like without a lot of retail open. Um, it's good to open food and beverage, but if you don't have retail open like World of Disney, uh, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of how really meaningful that's going to be. I know a lot of people want to come back, uh, but then I thought a lot of people would be coming back to islands. And maybe as it gets darker in the evening, people will. But again, it was closing around 10 o'clock at night. So, so there's more to come on this. And we'll have to see where it falls. But wanted to give you a picture, an idea of what this looks like and how it's proceeding. So keep with us. Keep joining us. We'll try this same kind of format one way or the other as we... Uh, tune in to the opening of Disney Springs. Hopefully we can provide you something there. And in the meantime, we have other podcasts coming to you, other videos on our YouTube channel. So please check us out. Check out the links. Subscribe to both YouTube and 
to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. And keep joining us here at Disney at Play and DisneyAtWork.com. Again, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always remember, follow the compass of your heart. See you really soon. Thanks.